0: It's an honor to be on on your program. Like I said, I've I've heard of you before. I've, I've seen your post on LinkedIn and, and heard of the podcast. So it's uh, it's an honor to be a guest.
1: Matt, you know what? I think that's our intro right there. I usually do a formal intro, but I think I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and a warm collisions, YYC. Welcome. How do I follow up a fantastic introduction like that? I've got Matthew Burgoyne on the show, Matt. We're chatting away. Thanks for coming on, man. It's really good to have
0: you. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's great to be on. Thank you for having me
1: um matt you are a partner at osler hoskin and harcourt and we met i've i've known of you i think we've known of each other i don't you love the big small town that we live in called 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 calgary but you have i met you at the blockchain consortium their summit Uh, you were speaking on a panel i was emceeing got to connect and and hear you speak a little bit so let's just start there let's give everybody because okay you're a partner at a law firm Mm -hmm. dot 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 what is it what is it that you focus on what's your world and how does this tie into blockchain and crypto
0: sure so um I'm a like you said I'm a partner at Osler Hoskin hair court uh, I uh, have been practicing law for about 17 years so I can't can't believe I'm I'm saying that it's a <laughs> it's, it's been a long time it feels like it's been three years uh, I'm a corporate commercial lawyer I do um, I practice in in the area of securities regulatory compliance as well so a lot of the time securities and inv- law investments go, kind of goes hand in hand with corporate law mm. uh, and um, when I started yeah when I started my career in California in two, uh, 2006, uh, I, I was always kind of trained to focus on industries um, and, and not be a generalist. And okay. so, um, you know, early on in my career, um, I focused on the private mortgage lending market. So in the mid 2000s, that was a really booming industry in Western Canada. So that's just uh, you know, private mortgage lending. So people who can't qualify for conventional mortgages go to private mortgage lenders. And um, these lenders would go out to the public, raise money and pool it together and then lend it out um, against uh, mortgages. And um, so my mentor, a senior lawyer who kind of took me under his wing and I uh, started marketing Pretty heavily in in that that um, that area in that community, the private mm-hmm. mortgage lending community, and uh, we developed a, a pretty decent practice in the area. Um, we were at one time, I think, we're one of the uh, you know the top. Uh, law firms in Western Canada, um, you know, dealing with mortgage investment corporations and these other private lenders, and I, gee, I'm just going to rattle on here. It's it's kind of a <laughs> no, that's expo- good. But okay, I, I'm, um,
1: I'm I'm curious to ask though, did anything like because two, 2008 hadn't happened yet, right? No, <laughs> and I I didn't want oh, to bring that. I, yeah, okay, okay. So I so it's sick, okay, that. okay, yeah, because yeah, if you are in that space, you were right yes. in the crosshairs. I know, obviously, what happened in Canada was very different than it happened in the U.S. Yes. But yeah. I'm assuming that was a um an asteroid hitting the world at that point, if that's the world you were also directly involved in, which was the alternative lending market around mortgages.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, Like you said, like we were insulated in Canada uh, and so we didn't have, uh, you know, as as a high a number of defaults. There were defaults. It definitely affected the industry mm. uh, in Canada. Um, it affected the what's it's called the securitization market in Canada. Um, what what I'm leading up to is is crypto, obviously. And so, totally. Um, so it's 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 funny that you mentioned 2008 because that's kind of. Arguably, what what was the genesis of of Bitcoin, right? Which, when mm. we think of cryptocurrency, we, we when faith really are,
1: when faith was lost, right? When mm-hmm. faith
0: was lost, right? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Do you remember Occupy Wall Street? There were, there do. were tents downtown in Calgary. Occupy, you know calgary i don't know what they were occupying here exactly but they were pro- <laughs> they were they were set up in, do you remember that olympic park i do County? i absolutely yeah. do
1: yeah that it, yeah, that, was, that seems like forever ago but it, but I at know. the same time it wasn't that's like oh eight oh nine when all of a sudden whoa these systems that we've now trusted in have betrayed us in some way right right
0: mm-hmm. right right there was a loss of faith and trust uh in in the financial markets and and a thinking that um you know the markets were really controlled by by a centralized entity that didn't have people's best interest in mind that you know was out (laughs) for their profit and so um I actually, you know, so working in this private mortgage lending industry, and then I had moved law firms. And so uh, in in 2013, and I wanted to be entrepreneurial, I wanted to build my own book, I wanted to like a lot of associates, I wanted to become partner, you know, at, at some point. And to do that, you really need to have your own clients and, and build your own client base. And so business development and marketing is, is really important for lawyers. It's actually often overlooked. But um, I was just so, gonna ask that as an, as yeah. an industry
1: is that I'm, I'm assuming I'll be bold, that's not something that's probably taught in law. School,
0: no, it's not, not at <laughs> all, not in, and not in when you're when you're um, when you're articling. So when you're doing your apprenticeship for for a year post law school, uh, it's not taught at all during that that period. And so you're really focusing on substantive uh, areas, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the practical uh, aspect of it, theory. But business development is so important, and you know the lawyers who are successful at um building relationships with clients (laughs) like it's i'm all about that and and that's it's just I mean, if, if you're, you know, good person, if you're honest, if you're, if you're, if you communicate, uh, <laughs> respond, right? some of the, some of the fundamentals, some of the, some fundamental. of the fundamentals, yeah, you, you know, you can, you can, you can go really far. Uh, I, I mean, you still have to be, and you said something earlier lawyer, but... on
1: about industry specific, about focusing and, yes. and like, the, yes. like, which also plays a factor, which can be feel like can be scary. But yes. the ability to then go, this is what I do. And if it's not yeah. that, I'm happy to pass you on to someone else. There's that's a right. lot of power in that. And even as a marketer, I run to so many companies. Well, we want to say everything at once. I'm like, no, you got to pick. Yeah. <laughs> you have to know mm-hmm. who that customer is, what they care about, and then focus yeah. on it. And I often don't think about the law, the profession of law necessarily in that same way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, you have to obviously do good work because clients <laughs> will, will tell pretty quickly if you're not doing good work. So that's yeah. another way to build, build business. But anyway, <laughs> so t- it was June 2013, so almost 10 years ago. So, and I was surfing the, the web, I was um, looking at this, uh, uh, I think it was like in Vice or somewhere, and it mentioned, it was talking about dark, the dark net and, and dark net drug markets, and I had never heard of that, and it mentioned Bitcoin. And, I, and then I read an article in the Calgary Herald about Bitcoin mining, and so I was, I was intrigued. It's 2013. Um, mm-hmm. In 2013, yeah. So I started researching, <laughs> I actually figured out how to buy Bitcoin, sell it, trade it on my own, and then I wrote an article on how Canadian law might apply to Bitcoin, and I, we published that on our nice. firm's website. Yeah, and like within two days, literally, someone from Edmonton called me and said, "We read your article. You know, could, would you help us out? We're we're a, we're a Bitcoin gift card company. We're a startup." We're looking for a lawyer and an advisor, and I said, "Yeah, I'd love to help." So they drove down here. We met, um, and and that was my first crypto client. And uh, I, you know, if I had known then what would happen with my career, I, like <laughs> I, it was beyond my wildest dreams to be honest. I mean, I didn't know that that's the an awesome story. Blow I like that up, yeah, yeah. And and so, so um, I got into it. So I, I, um, the client uh, needed representation in the U.S., so I found a U.S. lawyer that was all over Google as the Bitcoin lawyer. It, he was a guy in new york and uh uh, named marco santori and um i reached out to him and i just said hey like i've got this client in canada that needs advice in the us can can you help can you be an agent yeah sure and then i just said like how dude how did you get so prolific like on on google how did you become the man like you're like he's like well here just do these things and so i followed his advice nice
1: he gave you a bit of a playbook nice he did
0: (laughs) he gave me a playbook i followed it and it just it just took off. Like, it just snowballed from there. And so I started writing on a, a website called Coindesk, which is still, I think, the, the largest international yep. news site for cryptocurrency and, and blockchain, um, because no one had written from a Canadian law perspective. So I started writing articles, again, on how Canada law Canadian law would apply to crypto, and uh, that got me a lot of traction. All of a sudden, I started getting calls from CTV, CBC, from the media, because Bitcoin was rising in value, and they needed a subject matter expert. I didn't even think I was one. And uh, um, they like someone showed up at my office with like a, a camera, like to do an interview, and the other lawyers were like, "What's going on? Like, what, what, what what's happening?" <laughs> that, that's, and so just, it, that's just Matt, down,
1: just, the that's Matt yeah, down the hall.
0: That's down the hall. Down the hall, yeah. And, and so. <laughs> I got... So those same people who were like, what, what the hell is going on? They started in meetings at my firm. They started calling me Bitcoin Burgoyne because I was like obsessed with it. I loved... I thought this was... I at the time, and this so this is important, I thought it was going to be used as cash, like digital cash. Okay. So I thought yeah. that it was going to be an alternative to cash that pe- bricks and mortar and online businesses were going to start accepting it. That's what I thought would, would happen. I didn't see it as an investment. So as a result, I didn't buy it and hoard it. I bought it. I sold it when the market started tanking in 2014. Mm. And so people always ask me you know you must be a millionaire it's like no because it wasn't really thought it wasn't the white the bitcoin white paper doesn't talk about bitcoin as as an investment it talks about it as being well a casual. store
1: a store of value versus a transactional uh, quote-unquote currency and i'll be careful that, with the word worth the word currency but
0: that's and right. that was a lot yeah. of the
1: talk and that's where people yeah. would like oh when and how can you ever use it and then you know if so the the original white paper was like 08 09 was yeah. like that was right at the end of the crisis back to your yeah. point of what stimulated we need yes. autonomy we need control deflation yeah. Like all the things that freak people out in 08 or 09 for good reason for 2013 good reason. i'm thinking back to the timeline where where what was do you remember what it was like what was the, what was bitcoin worth in 2013
0: so i started buying it it was about 130 dollars per coin okay um, so that had already yeah. gone
1: up considerably at that point it had yeah Com- it was more c- than compared like to pennies 50 right? Cents.
0: that's right yeah no i mean to get it at pennies you'd have had to get in at like you know 2010 2011 yeah mm-hmm. but i i so I, um, I met some folks uh, in the tech industry in Calgary. I met this guy who, uh, his name's Stan. I won't say his last name, but he became my, my friend. He's a great guy, very, very, very bright guy. Like, just um, he taught me about how Bitcoin and decentralized cryptography could work. Okay. And then in, in, and then in like, I think it was like 2014, he sends me this email and he's like, Hey, look at, like, did you read about this thing called Ethereum? And I said, No. And he said, mm-hmm. that, Read it. It's interesting. I think this is going to be big. He's like, I'm buying some. They're doing like an initial coin offering and I'm buying Ether. I said, great. I didn't buy any. He bought quite a bit he's retired he, he made, <laughs> that, that, worked he that worked out it that worked out that worked out for him i, I saved the emails because it's like i it's like i could i was kicking myself for passing that up but it's like oh so many do? people listening know. right
1: now are feeling similar there's the fomo yeah. that hit, that that goes along with this industry has been substantial <laughs>
0: it has it's been substantial so yeah no like long story short you know the the, the, the practice grew um, i kept marketing like we talked about you know business development for lawyers i kept mm-hmm. i kept uh, posting on social media kept writing articles for coindesk um i kept being quoted in you know different different uh news sites um and uh and and you know it was always like a niche area of my practice it was about 20 percent of my practice probably from 2014 to 2018 2018 started maybe more like 40 50 percent and then in 2019 i think with the advent of nfts and and the run-up in price and then oh Sorry, um, 2020 after after the pandemic, so late late 2020 it started. My practice just went like that, and it was like a hundred percent of what I was doing. And so yeah, and 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 that's where we are today. Was that also
1: a direct reflection of like how things took off and the price just started? And everybody was jumping in, and everyone wanted to get involved in some type of a a a crypto project.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, lots of entrepreneurs. So that's what I cater to: entrepreneurs, small, medium sized businesses. Okay, Um, I ended up acting for some larger. Uh, companies out of the US who are coming to Canada so I act for clients so now my my official role at Osler is I'm co-lead of the digital asset and blockchain group which is a national okay. group my other co-lead is in Montreal her name's Laura Laura Fuen she's on mat leave right now um, but so I have clients all over Canada um, I have clients in the UK Israel you know Europe China uh, the US so um, anyone who is coming into Canada um, you know i i can help right so i can help them set up a subsidiary okay um you know help them yeah so with with all, all corporate related matters and you know anything to do with um yeah with canadian contract drafting securities regulatory advice anti-money laundering regulatory. okay
1: advice. so let's talk about well you touched on um the dark web you touched on silk road mm-hmm. back in the day yes was, have you read uh, have you read american kingpin
0: yes i have
1: it's phenomenal but, uh, isn't it <laughs>
0: yeah 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 the same author is that uh, twitter uh, uh hatching twitter yeah I, oh okay I, I haven't i haven't read, should, read that one i, I read would that read one. that same same author but great book yes yeah,
1: yeah. so anybody if Far you're good. looking to like the the throws the dread private robertson really understand silk road and some of the things that were going on back at that time it's it's a it's a really good read 2013 you get into it it's still the wild west maybe it still is yeah. the wild maybe it is still the wild west but there's a lot of different optics. yeah where do you see it out 2018 2019 run up your 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 practice grew your exposure to local and and international let's talk about where we got to and we could talk forever about the different coins and all the things that have happened but i think from an audience perspective let's talk about like we're in a winter right now like i think i pulled Mm -hmm. up this morning we're at 17k or 17k and change us on you know just using bitcoin as kind of as a and a lot of the other small micro projects and, and micro cap coins are just blew up all over the place in the last two in the last two years so he do did. you have an opinion on um, if it's not Bitcoin, it's crap? I've heard uh, someone, I think Adam O'Brien said that. I'm sure you know Adam from yep. Edmonton. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know <laughs>
0: uh, him well. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
1: How could you not? I'm sure every, everyone I've made <laughs> in this industry knows everyone, and then Adam's a great character. Yeah, he's um,
0: a nice, super nice guy. From yeah, your perspective,
1: guy. when you see where we've kind of gotten to now in this winter, which we've been through before, if you look back at the cycles, this is just part of it. Yeah. Anything you see changing, coming out of it? Like, what's your point of view of kind of today? And then as we start to slowly, no one has a crystal ball, but as we look down the road a little bit with the projects and probably yeah. Yeah. conversations you're in because if you're working with big companies they're thinking year or two years out three years mm-hmm. out
0: mm. mm-hmm. yeah so um, I think what we've seen um, with FTX and uh, mm. Terra Luna <laughs> we, we can't yeah, not talk
1: about FTX <laughs> no
0: it's and then I, I, yeah I have to be a bit careful what I say but but about just about FTX but um, <laughs> what I can what I can what I can tell you is I think there's going to be while well, there already is a lot more scrutiny on centralized mm. centrally controlled crypto exchange trading platforms so centralized crypto trading platforms as opposed to decentralized uh, marketplaces right so there's a distinct where okay. I, I log on to Coinbase and and there's someone running Coinbase. There's someone in charge of uh, you know accounts. I, I fill out, I create a profile, uh, I go through KYC and everything, and um, they know who I am at Coinbase. Um, and uh, I can I can store my crypto on Coinbase, so on their uh, digital wallet. Uh, and and that's contrasted with the decentralized exchange, which is just a, a bunch of smart contracts interacting with each other. And and there's a There's typically a website, and I I can access the website, and I can trade crypto directly peer-to-peer with another uh, user, and I can't store anything on the, the platform because there is no... Platform like Coinbase, it's just it's it's a marketplace. It's a series of smart contracts that that has created this marketplace where I can interact directly peer to peer with with. Other and would that users. be considered
1: a DAO in that in, in that context?
0: A DAO, a DAO, could, yeah, but, yes, a DAO could a DAO is different. Um, I'm talking about like a DEX or a decentralized exchange. So okay, yeah. Um, so there, there's a little bit more, arguably, um, you know, there's, there's pr- a little bit more protection in a DEX, and I'll I'll explain that. What I mean is there's less there's there's uh, less chance of fraud and 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 mismanagement because you know you have a centralized party who's who's controlling the platform and uh you know they can they can fudge numbers they can steal they can divert uh user funds for other things that they you know didn't get consent from the users to do but with a decentralized exchange or a dex uh you know that's that's typically not possible because you're not you know, there's no centralized entity that's holding your, your, your crypto, you're, you're instead trading directly with other users. And so you're, uh, and, and, and there's no, there's no custodian. And, and, and so arguably there's a bit less of a risk. Now, I mean, that's not to say that decentralized exchanges are not without risk. There, there's, there's been a lot of hacks. So the smart contracts have been hacked and, and, uh, you know, vulnerabilities have been exposed. Um, So that's, a big, I think, risk with DEXs. but I think that there's going to be more of a of a of a of a swing, f- like from reliance and dependence on centralized exchanges to more, um, you know, interest in these decentralized uh, protocols. And I think they're fascinating, and that's just you know, goes back to the whole ethos of Bitcoin, right? Decentralized. Yeah. The
1: centralized platform kind of kind of runs incongruent with the original philosophy, Correct. the original mandate, right? Is, right? is part of the centralization also, as we've attempted to get higher adoption and to create more comfort for the consumer that it, this mm-hmm. is more like your, a typical investment platform where you call up your advisor, you invest the money, where I know myself in the early days, or I've only been, I'd say more involved in the last two to three years, the technology barrier felt real to me. I'm, not a technology Mm -hmm. guy i feel a little bit and all of a sudden with these centralized like ft advertising in the super bowl like they 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 did a good job to make it look to try to make it look mainstream and quote-unquote safe i'll argue Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without saying that pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and then ftx blew up not far after that i know we don't want to pick on one platform but you can't be in the news without seeing something about that these days no Mm
0: -hmm. well yeah and and if people remember in 2014 there was an exchange a centralized exchange called mt gox and that was a big exchange which you know Many people used um, that imploded, you know, for kind of the same reasons as, as the exchange, which is, you know, you just mentioned it's been in the news. And so, but that didn't spell the end of crypto. Like it was like, yeah, you know, right. there were headlines, the price dropped, but the, the industry kept going because they recognized people recognize that it's the failure of you know a group of individuals that control a centralized platform. Not, not a platform. failure
1: of a whole of a whole concept or an ideology. No, not
0: a failure of the whole concept and ideology. Okay. So so I think like if we're looking ahead, there's gonna just I, I I already have some clients that are that are switching gears. And so where whereas they were formally going to create a centralized exchange trading platform and register with the Canadian securities regulators as a dealer, now they're gonna um, create a decentralized exchange Exchange and uh, and they're still going to have to register in in some capacity with Canadian securities regulators, um, but they're just moving from a centralized to a decentralized model. And so well, it's interesting. And it's yeah. true
1: market. It's true marketplace. It's peer. It's peer to peer. It's it's mar- right. It's the I'm using this platform to allow to do a transaction with you. The platform right. is just the tool we use. It's That's not right. to use the obvious Uber Airbnb metaphor. But yeah. they do not own cars nor do they own houses. Right? <laughs> no,
0: they don't. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Now now the, the you it's 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 a challenge. I think launching that kind of a business model because you need the volume of users, right? And you need look li- because you're, ma- you're making pennies. And how many
1: how many pennies can you make, right? To make the that right, thing exactly, actually viable, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so that's the challenge I think with some of these dexes is that they're not super popular. They're, there's not a lot of liquidity, not a lot of u- other users, and so like. But Uniswap, if you're looking, if if you're you know, if the listeners are are, are interested in dexes, check out Uniswap. Just Google it, Uniswap. I was just going to ask
1: yeah. you about because that's the only one that really pops into my head as yeah, we're talking.
0: Okay, they're mm-hmm. the biggest. It's fascinating okay. what they. Done. And and you know if you look at the variety of um, you know cryptocurrencies that can be traded and and the um, just the different products and then there's there's some others as well um, and there's different. De- decentralized exchanges for for different users. Like the the Uniswap is for I think you know your basic user. You have some others that are are for more advanced traders. Okay, um, that, that want to you know do hedging and, and and get into more exotic types of trades. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think. That I, I mean, I, so so definitely the the focus and 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 the existing centralized platforms I think are are in Canada at least there are going to be more um, requirements that promulgated by our Canadian securities regulators. So quite rightly they've identified risks like uh, reserve <laughs> assets. So you know like you got to publish um, proof of reserves regularly. Those have to be audited by an independent you know auditing firm um, and quite rightly. I mean, that should be the standard, right? Like, if you're managing millions, like, I, I, I'm sure you know Pam Draper, if you know Adam O'Brien, I do. Pam I Draper, do. yep, so she's another uh, wonderful person, really prominent figure in the space, but she made a comment in, uh, you know, on a panel at a conference I was on, I was on a panel with her, she said, if you're managing hundreds of millions or even, like, tens of millions or millions of dollars of other people's money, you should be arguably subject to some of these requirements, like like proof of reserve, like a sock 2 type two, um, control uh, audit of your controls and your procedures, you know, you should have anti-money laundering policies and procedures, and you should be registered with the appropriate, uh, regulators. And, and it's all... you know, in the name of protecting the public, right? So all of these things that that cost a lot of, you know, people pay lawyers quite a bit to to get policies in place and to set up these systems and to register with regulators. That's all in the name of protecting the public. So something like, um, you know, uh, uh, Quadriga was another exchange in Canada that went under or Empty or Gox or whatever. That doesn't happen ag- again, right, in Canada, or that doesn't happen at all. And in Canada, we've had Quadriga as, as one of the big failures of a, of a Canadian exchange. But we haven't really seen a repeat since Quadriga because mm-hmm. um, the securities regulators kind of came in and, and said, look, like we're going to assert jurisdiction over, over crypto exchanges in Canada, w- whether they're just trading Bitcoin or or, or or Bitcoin and other crypto. Like, So, um, you know, the, the regulators in Canada and in the U.S. have, have uh, agreed that Bitcoin isn't a security. And, and so but Mm. even that even though that's the case the canadian regulators have figured out a way to assert jurisdiction even on platforms just trading bitcoin so it's you know they've they've um looked at the way that um the user agreement is structured and, and, and the relationship between the platform and users. And so even if a Canadian exchange is just trading in Bitcoin, which is considered a commodity, um, if if, if, they're, uh, if users are allowed to custody Bitcoin on the platform, um, that that could create a type of derivatives contract. And, and that's how the Canadian regulators have asserted jurisdiction over platforms, just even trading in commodities, in crypto sure. commodities. So it's interesting. Yeah.
1: And now a message from one of our valued partners. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with International Justice Mission. I'm proud to share with my audience that I have formalized my relationship with IGMs for becoming one of their Canadian ambassadors. Why? Because I believe we can end slavery in our lifetime, and I want to use my platform to be part of that mission. For many of you, hearing that statement may be a rallying cry. For the rest, it may be a moment of wait, what? Slavery? Is that even a thing? For me, up to 12 to 18 months ago, it was a second. I did not even understand the problem or that it existed at the scale that it does. Currently, there are over 40 million people affected by modern-day slavery. 40 million people. After a chance meeting with Philip Calvert, National Director of Development for IGM Canada, my eyes were open to the reality that poor people face the world over, a reality of violence that stops them from ever moving forward in their life. At first, this made me uncomfortable. Then it made me downright mad. But then it gave me hope. It is support of groups like IGM that will allow us to reach the goal of any slavery in our lifetime and give hope to people who may have none. I know this can be an uncomfortable conversation, and that is okay. That's why we're going to go on this journey together. Stay tuned as we host guests from IGM who will help educate us, as well as upcoming events that, where we can meet the amazing people that make the work they do a reality. Please join me in supporting this incredible organization by visiting and donating to their cause at www.igm.ca. We will only succeed in ending slavery in our lifetime if we work together to make a difference. Thank you for listening, and now back to today's good old-fashioned chat. From your perspective, you think about just the basic, uh, and I've heard this role, like should, should you or should you not. Leave your assets sitting on the platform, or should you pull them off into kind of a more of a wallet approach and get mm. them offline and take oh. ownership? Because I that's where this has allowed a lot of this to happen, right? Because if you would have pulled them off the platform and put them in your cold wallet and stuck it in your in your cupboard safe, yeah, that they still would then be there when FTX went yes. away or the, the, the platform hundred, that we will not mention. Okay, yes. <laughs> sorry. Go a ahead. Go ahead.
0: hundred percent agree. Okay, uh, not your keys, not your coins. So, so I've heard that, that means, before. You know, yeah, yeah. your your private key. If you are in control of your private one. Once you custody Bitcoin on a centralized exchange, you know the, the exchange has the private key. They have the, the the way into your wallet to access your funds and your Bitcoin. Uh, if, if you uh, Remove your Bitcoin once it's purchased onto your own private wallet, uh, and which you where you have control over the private key and the seed phrase. Um, you you are that much more protected. I, I would absolutely uh, encourage everyone to do that. It's it's not diff- technically difficult to do that mm. now. There's a lot of great apps um, that that you know let you you know keep your wallet on your phone, your digital wallet on your phone. There, there's really no reason why people should be leaving crypto on exchanges. Now that being said like I have crypto on, on an exchange on finance right now. I should probably get it off. Matt, but
1: I, I appreciate your honesty, Matt. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I do. It's just because you know what? People get lazy. Like I'm lazy. It's I just easy. don't want to do it's it. It's easier. I know it's, it's there, Right. It's easier. I know it's there, but like the minute I hear something negative about Binance, which, you know, there were some rumors a few weeks ago. Um, I, I, I mean, I, but still, I, I don't believe that Binance is in any trouble. That's why I didn't withdraw my assets, mm. but there's a risk. So I, 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 would recommend that, that people, you, you know, use. Uh, digital wallets that are on their phone, or or you know, on you can get hardware wallets. Um, but to answer your question, absolutely.
1: When you talk about yeah. true true sovereignty and true autonomy and true control, you're like there is some, there is a layer of personal responsibility where you've got to like it behooves yeah. you to figure it out.
0: <laughs> it behooves you to figure it out. Um, but it, you know, and then we we have the tech. We, we didn't have this prior to 2008. Yeah, right. but we now have the te- technological ability. You you can be your own bank. Right. And we've never had this kind of, um, uh, you know, a system where you can hold wealth and value that's truly your own. You know in your own custody and your own safekeeping like that that's digital cash I mean we, we, we've now we have that uh, but it does definitely behoove you to, to at least learn how to transfer it off of an exchange that you buy it from and 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 store it in a in a in a, in a hardware wallet I, I would recommend that everyone you only in Canada use regulated crypto exchanges that are registered as restricted dealers or investment dealers okay with with Canadian securities regulators I think that like in Canada we're at the point now where there's like you know probably a dozen of these exchanges that are registered with securities regulators, you can you can bet that there there are a ton of checks and balances and ongoing reporting requirements that these exchanges have to undergo. The, the likelihood of um, you know an exchange imploding is extremely low right now. Okay, provided that you're well, dealing that's with that's confidence. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: It, are the regulatory is the regulating bodies uh, catching up? Because that's the problem with technology; it moves so quickly. Regulatory yeah. government bodies are typically not known for speed of movement. No we but we but we're starting to run this is out a few years now, like we're talking about yeah. 2013. like we're 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 now getting in the tens of years, not not yeah. not, not the couples of years
0: uh they're caught up, right, okay, the police are very caught up um the, mm. the, the, the well, there was a few people
1: on that panel we talked to that were talking about that space and yeah how much the yeah like there's not a lot oh, of uh, the, uh on anonymity in there
0: <laughs> no there's not no no and the police actually like it's funny i was on the board of uh Calgary Crime Stoppers for for uh, mm, right like, i think almost a decade yeah and i got to know some of the uh the cps members and like they're they're like f- f- tech uh, technology, financial crime uh, department—they're they're very savvy with with crypto. Um, but to answer your question, uh, like in, in Alberta, the Alberta Securities Commission is is up to speed on the technology. They've okay. hired experts. Um, in like lawyers and and other experts that that know crypto, their director of corporate finance right now, Denise Weir's has, you know, as good a handle on the technology as as I do, I think, or or a better handle on 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 the technology. So you know, it, as far as our local regulators concerned, I think they've done an excellent job on keeping up. I think it's the same across the board. I think the difficulty though um, that the regulators have right now is that there's so many um, international platforms that are targeting Canadian users uh, out okay. there and Canadian users just like use VPNs and they like, so they try to skirt the, you know, the rules and try to access these other platforms. That's where the risk is. And so I, I just think it's a resources issue, right? So the regulators only have so much staff to dedicate to to, to um, compliance and enforcement. And when you have that, that like hundreds and th- thousands of platforms out there that people can access, you know, with their phone in, in five seconds, it just makes it really hard, I think. So I think the regulators have a really difficult job right now in Canada to to enforce the regulations. I, I think they're trying their best and they're working together. So each in Canada we have a fractured securities le- law system. In, in U.S., there's there's you know one reg- federal regulator um, and then some state regulators. But but in Canada, it's just all provincial regulators. We don't oh, have a okay. federal uh, securities um, regulator. That's um, yeah. S- so interestingly, the, the securities law in each province, each province has its own Securities Act and its own case law, common law. And there's like a twist, right, in each province. So it, but but the provinces get to, the provincial securities regulators get together and they form a body called the Canadian Securities Administrators. It's like okay. a national club that they're all members of. And through that organization, they they are working together and, tar, and, and, and they have crypto-specific initiatives. So, you know, it's as if in some ways it is, we have a federal regulator, but I think it makes it even that much more difficult in Canada, you know, to enforce because we have like a province, you know, a separate yeah, regulator that makes in sense. Each province. Well, yeah.
1: that's where I think even a few like you mentioned Binance earlier that there, there was some kerfuffle with finance in Ontario a couple of years ago, which was different in Alberta. And so that that really stems to why. that is yes
0: exactly yeah you you got it yeah Yeah.
1: but when you talk about i do appreciate still as a consumer i have to take some responsibilities for my actions if i'm using vpns and i'm skirting everything i can to get access to some obscure pro Platform yeah. that happens to be based in some place where the securities or jurisdiction is not being enforced. Oh, there is a user beware here too. Like I don't want to take all responsibility off. You know, uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe Joe Smith consumer who's looking to sideswipe or get around some things that are designed to protect because it somehow feels like it's running against the mandate of what crypto was supposed to be, which was this autonomous, free, libertarian (laughs) platform. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you want a completely free, you know, non-regulated market, um, that, you you know, you look at, you know, Eastern Europe, uh, uh, you know, after the fall of the Soviet Union, when Mm -hmm. when capitalism opened up, like, it can get... It can get pretty grimy, and you you can like so. Unfortunately, crypto has attracted a lot of scammers. I mean, that's yeah. it. It just has, and but there are a lot of brilliant minds in crypto, and it's it's so unfortunate that I, I feel like the mainstream media picks up on you know the, the price decline and the swings and and the nefarious actors in crypto, and they don't they don't focus on you know MIT grads, these some of the most brilliant minds today in in, in computing, software engineering, law, other professions are, are in cryptocurrency. Um, but it, it it does attract scammers because it's still new it's it, you know a lot of it is is um people don't understand uh the, the basic concepts of crypto uh they see it only as you know get rich quick, Uh, and and there's greed a lot of uh, a lot of people are greedy they want to make money they think they've got they hear an inside track or they've got the inside story on how to get (laughs) it sounds too too good to be true it probably is. right yeah Yeah. and and i i get you know tyler it's amazing i get like i i and i still get probably a call a month and i sometimes it was like a call a week from someone who's being the victim of a scam a legitimate scam and fraud and it's like it's heartbreaking you talk to these people i talked to one guy in calgary who had lost like two hundred thousand dollars and and he had to get his his wife to get a power of attorney over over his banking because he they he kept communicating with the scammers and he kept giving them money and it's just it's heartbreaking and it's the same scam over and over again it's this like they and so just my advice is don't talk to anyone who communicates with you on an unsolicited basis. If they, re- <laughs> if they reach out to you and you haven't otherwise, you know, initiated the conversation, just ignore them. Right? Delete the text. Delete the email. Delete the iMessage. Don't even communicate with them because that's how it starts. And they, they they open it up, and then it's called they call it fattening the pig. They like start like pumping up your your earnings. They get you to invest a little. They show you these fake pages where you've like you know your return is as quadrupled, and and they're. At you. They, you know they're hyping you up and then they say wait wait wait, wait. you want to access it you got to pay tax ahead of time you don't that's completely false you know you, you never have to pay anything in advance to get your your investments that just doesn't happen um you know and and same with lottery winnings right like so it just doesn't work like that but people fall for it they start paying they pay like you know one thing and, and, and all of a sudden you know by the time they've called me some of them have paid eighty grand, you know, in taxes, the, the, and there's, no, there's, there's, the, you know, and it's all a big fraud on a, on then, a, like, on a,
1: on a pile of false returns, <laughs>
0: pile of false returns. And what's even more insidious is that these scammers will create websites to try to claim that they help victims of fraud get their get their crypto back, right, or get their money back and th- 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 those websites are being run by the same scammers that defrauded the, the people <laughs> in the first place so the, the, the this woman was like yeah wow. no no no, i've got it all figured out this website this guy he's gonna help me get my money back it's like no that's another scammer like you don't understand how
1: it's and, the other, and, guy, and, in the it's the other beside, guy in the call center sitting exactly. beside the other guy
0: yeah so just oh you know, man it, it, it's that Fire is sad i've heard yeah. some
1: stories recently somebody where their parents literally went to the bank and transferred money and, oh like, yeah and then yeah. finally told the, their their adult children what was going on, and at that point, 150 to, like it was a ma- yeah. it was a substantial number. And they yeah. were in a point in their in their in their lives where that couple hundred grand were what you know where they were make or break numbers for them. Make or the, break numbers, yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of retirement and and like yeah. it was gonna it was gonna materially impact their life. It, I forget how big the number was, but yeah. And it seems so obvious when you and I are talking, but that human nature and that gets preyed on, and I think it's you know yeah. we we are we are notoriously bad at sniffing out scams, but we hear someone mm. else getting scammed like oh that would never happened to me i know uh, and, and that's the be be ever vigilant um yeah, uh, we, wow. Okay. Look, we're getting super dark here. <laughs> like, I know. I know. On the but, bright but, but, side. But uh, yes, I appreciate though talking <laughs> yes. about it because that's also yeah. what the media does play on and plays yeah. a lot of negativity where you think about well, I know when I first got into starting to really learn about this. Is it okay? I got to check my, I'm not technically savvy at the door and just start learning mm-hmm. and started really appreciating the nature of these aren't coins. They're projects. These mm-hmm. are, these are, these are vehicles that are designed to solve some problem or to fix something that for me immediately started to shift how I even looked at all these, like someone was like, Hey, have you invested in this? coin i'm like well what's it actually trying to do what Mm -hmm. problem is it trying to solve so i'm curious in your role when you're working with different companies you know you said a lot about on the platform side but do you get into the weeds with companies that are like hey we want to bring something forward we think we can solve x problem and this is the coin we're going to develop to then support it financially or to be Mm -hmm. a vehicle is that part of your conversation as well or is that maybe not happening as much here in canada
0: um it used to be happened quite a bit in in okay. 2017 2018 when the ico boom was going on it happens less often when, when i when when someone's you know using a coin in the context of a, a new project now it's mostly something to do with nfts um which is which is a really interesting um dynamic so um but but no i mean i people would sometimes present business ideas to me and ask for my you know opinion and and of course i'm a lawyer i, I give Legal. i provide legal advice i look at regulations i see how they might apply to a specific circumstance i don't typically give business advice um or offer business advice but i do uh, i will offer comments and um i think you know what i'll say to clients now is look like you know we're past the point of a pie in the sky idea way past like you need to have you know a a a a formal business p- plan prepared by a professional business plan writer you know who would write business plans for prospectuses and and you know and, and seed round investors um you you need to have like there needs to be a generic organic source of revenue um that, that that's going to be created it can't just be you know based on hype or um you know obviously you can't you know raise money and then you know pay people with with new money that's that's a ponzi scheme so you know i've had to talk some <laughs> with, people through with, that with
1: with magic beans yeah <laughs> with magic
0: beans yeah but um i think so yeah I, I think we're seeing we're less like it's less reliance on tokens now and okay. more on infrastructure um so i act for some clients who you know they're building um uh, you know it's um What am I trying to say here? They're, 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 it's, they're more infrastructure type projects as opposed to projects based around coins. So they're trying to create, yeah, a DEX or, or, you know, uh, a platform to sell NFTs or, um, you know, they're, they're, they're building something that, that is going to help with fraud prevention. Um, You know, they're going to look at, they're building a tool to like analyze blockchains. Like, so, so, those types of projects interesting okay yeah, i like yeah. what you said
1: about infrastructure-based project right. versus hey we're going to spin up a coin and go and do an, an initial coin offering and raise a bunch of money and then right. and, and, and make away like bandits <laughs> sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah to be, blunt, to be blunt it was to it, be was, blunt. Very popular, oh, it yeah.
0: was popular and you know what cryptocurrency made that very very easy to um you know to launch unfortunately it was really like cr- crypto made it very easy to to raise funds like the the erc20 token standard model that that ethereum created um made it very very easy to raise money like unlike anything i think we've ever seen and raise money on an international basis Um, a completely
1: borderless situation borderless yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah. 24 7 like crypto is a truly international phenomenon that's that's the other reason why i really like Mm. practicing in the area is because i get to you know deal with people from other countries almost on a daily basis and and i wouldn't have otherwise had that opportunity when i was you know dealing with private mortgages right in the private right. lending market well you said um,
1: something about 24/7 like that's a, like uh, this is not shutting mm-hmm. down at a certain time and the markets don't open now like it is running all the time all 365 time. 24/7 mm-hmm.
0: and you know what's interesting is that so right now you know you <laughs> could trade stocks on the Canadian securities exchange on the Nasdaq on the TSX there's time limits to that, but what people are doing now, and I think what's going to be, become popular in the next few years, it's already <laughs> happening. People are going to are tokenizing those securities. And enabling mm-hmm. them to trade, um, oh, you know, via a token twenty four seven. Yeah, so I think the the era of you know geographic constraints and 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 you know huh. geographic specific exchanges, I think, is is going to end at some point, and we're just going to hmm. have these, you know, these uh, these tokens that represent stocks that can be traded on on different crypto exchanges. 24 yeah, 7 yeah
1: those are that's a back to your point about opening up like the the global world we live in like borders become a a thing yeah. of the past in terms of what you can or can't do which just Absolutely. opens up so much complexity with regulatory it like is, it, it just almost yeah. b- b- it just becomes mind-bending <laughs>
0: yeah well you can't you can't you know that you, you we don't have like a you know, global regulators we do have global policy makers but every every country is left to its own you know device when it comes to like actually implementing the the policy into regulation and and so we we've definitely it keeps it interesting so the the u.s has a different perspective and a different way of going about um, regulating crypto than canada and the uk has a different perspective so um, you know you really do need subject matter experts in each in each country um, Mm -hmm. you know if you're going to uh, uh, interpret law or, or or even create you know create depending on, depending on where you
1: want it where you want to do business exactly. like, as, as an entity You talked yeah. a little bit about NFTs i think again if you were yeah. curious about the space at all you couldn't help but hear about it it seems to have quietened down like a lot of things hype cycles and you know how that all works yeah. but you've mentioned it a couple times as you know seeing more activity and that kind of stabilizing and maybe turning into something that was a little less celebrity driven and you know so and so bought this for whatever when it turns into more of a practical tool is that something you yeah. know when you when you look forward that's going to become a little bit more stable and a little less hyped
0: (laughs) yeah i think we weeded out some of the hype with nfts i think i think some of that is passed now like you said the hype cycle is over Uh, nfts are interesting because uh, like you could take any unique asset and 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 tokenize it um uh, i mean i I suppose you can do that with any asset with with any cryptocurrency but with nfts there's um there's the cryptographic smart the smart contract that, that's mm-hmm. the token and then there's this other um unique asset that 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 is 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 tied to it um and and so um yeah, you know as as a as a store of value as as a medium of of exchange it's important um uh for example uh, you know if you think of take any unique asset like land there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who want to like tokenize land and create nfts um that will represent interests in land so we've looked at that with with some clients in canada uh it's it's an interesting area um but i i guess yeah anything that is um i mean it just it will enable the free transfer of an asset that was otherwise you know pretty illiquid right so um i think that's like it's like yeah creating a market for something where maybe there was a market but it was very illiquid um it's and uh yeah so and 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 it's that um you know the token being anchored to an asset either digital or physical mm-hmm. is is what like is different from a regular cryptocurrency with a okay. non-fungible token there, there's a there's a tie a tie-in uh, to to a, a digital asset or a physical asset, right? A, th- uh,
1: a thing, either digital a theme, or or, right. or I, like you said about like like an actual physical asset as well, not just in the digital sphere. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right, right. And so that's what kind of differentiates it from other crypto. And so people are trying to, um, well, I mean, NFTs can represent art. Obviously, they can rep- represent music. Um, you know, interests in land. Uh, think, th- you know, financial instruments like bonds, uh, like derivatives, complex financial instruments can be, you know, can be made into NFTs and then repackaged and, and resold on different markets 24-7. So it just, yeah, it, it's interesting. So I think like in the next few years, we're going to see a wider variety of assets being tied to to the token in an NFT, um, more than just art. I think, you know, music, we've, we've tried with music, I don't know. So, but it, it's it's really difficult to know what's going to happen, right? Obviously in the next even in the next like year like it's like i wish i had a crystal ball to be able to tell where, where the next trend is going it's like i feel like i hear about it but i hear about it you know eight hours after someone else has heard about it and they've already tweeted about it but honestly yeah <laughs> like if you're but but anything could happen right like i i, I do think there's going to be a shift like i said at the beginning you know to more of a decentralized mm-hmm. type crypto exchange uh, platform I don't think NFTs are going away. Um, I think we're going to see, um, you know, we're going to see them tied to, you know, more unique assets. I think, um, we're, we're going to see more blockchains, um, interoperate between each other. Uh, Um, and, and we're, yeah, we're going to see more, uh, bridges between blockchains. to just enable the transfer of assets between chains. That's been possible for a while now with decentralized exchanges, but I think we're going to see more of that. Um, and, you know what? Honestly, like if you're building a if if you're building technology to help prevent fraud, or uh, I think that's great. Like, I think we need more of that. Like, there there's some really good um, blockchain analysis c- companies out there, but we need more. I, I think and 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 to help law enforcement to help, um, you know, even even protect the public. Like, I I do think that uh, uh, anything we can do to weed out fraud and then just get the message out that. You know, we, it's, it's, it's not all a get rich quick scheme. It's not all about a depreciation of in value of something. That's not all what, uh, what, that's not what crypto is all about, right? There's, well, especially when you take it back to blockchain
1: versus Mm -hmm. crypto and all the things that that can facilitate. And I like, you know, what I'm taking out a few things of what you said around the, Seeing this become more of a vehicle used in business-to-business transactions in the corporate world to say, "Oh, you know what? There's a better way. There's a more efficient way to use technology to transact mm-hmm. this." Where you see it now is the store of value, where I'm going to get, you know, get rich quick. Just oversimplify it. Yeah. But thinking about like tying it to assets and complex derivatives and things like you said, yeah. now it starts to play a role, a bigger role in the business world. And now you, as a lawyer, are facilitating transactions between two 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 organizations two to corporations yep. using these types of platforms on a much more mainstream. And it's just why well, actually this is the best way to do this. This is the it's, best it's, way to yeah. facilitate. That's, that's exciting to me because yeah. it, it makes the way we've always done it better. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's safe to your point, like that's going to be the, yeah, always the as asterisk. As
0: there, there's a less complicated example. I just, I have to mention. So stable coins, okay. yep. uh, stable coins are, are cryptocurrencies that are are tied to an asset that, mm-hmm. that remains to a fiat, stable. To a fiat currency so fiat, typically. Right. Yeah. Or another crypto that, that is, is somehow balanced but it's 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 just to, to remain stable but it's usually like when i think of stable coin i think of the fiat back stable coin yeah. um so those are being used as an alternative to local currency in 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 countries um around the world um that where whose local currency is depressed whose local fiat currency is depressed now i'm 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 trying to think of the names of the the countries that turkey is one like like we crypto is big in north america but if you go to Mm. countries in in europe if you go to countries in in the middle east like in africa it's like so much bigger and it's it's just an alternative to the local fiat uh, payment rails. And so I, I see that as a huge use case, even in here, like well, we accepted crypto as payment for legal services at my former law firm. Uh, and it just made getting retainers like that much easier. Like I'd have clients that are in the hmm. U S we couldn't start work until we got a retainer. It sometimes it would take a week for a money order or, or a, um, a, <laughs> a, wire mo- a, mo- a money
1: order to wire sounds so outdated. <laughs> I know,
0: but people still pay that way. And, <laughs> yep. and you know what, yep. with crypto, We'd get the we'd get the retainer in ten minutes and be able to start the work right away. So in international trade and I just see a huge use case payment of invoices for stable coins um, I do and 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 they are being used as an alternative you know to the local currency maybe in I think Lebanon and Turkey and in other countries um, where the uh, you know the the, the low there, there are issues right with the local currency. Yes. so it yeah. is really interesting to see that use case.
1: And often in some of those countries you talk to, uh, people don't trust the banks. They don't put their money in no. banks. There's so no, much don't. of the world where that's, you know, there's a whole portion of the population Huge. That, that putting your money to an institution is actually the last thing you do. And they transact very differently between their phones. Huge. And some of the use cases I've heard even about in South Asia and the things that are happening there, when you've got a, a group that's, Facebook is their main form of of, yeah. of of how they interact with each other, how they do business. It's crazy, it's so it's different. Wild. Right? It's so easy to it's put our, take our North American glasses off for two minutes. <laughs> you, we have
0: to, we have to, yeah. we have to look at that through crypto. We have so you can look at crypto through different lenses. Mm. You have to take off your North American lens when you look at crypto to get the bigger picture because the reason why there's been such su- su- such an interest and in run up in price, at, because there's so much potential, um, yeah, for other countries and, and yeah. developing countries and and you know uh, countries in Africa. Africa where, where you know, there are issues with the local government. We're really lucky in Canada here that we, we trust our we have a great banking system. We trust our banks. But like you said, that's not the case in other countries, For a lot um, of other countries. Oh, yeah. Back to your and point
1: earlier about seeing this used as a transactional currency. That's kind of the argument for a lot of these countries where they don't feel safe transacting in the local currency or with their local uh, institutions. Mm.
0: That's right. Absolutely. That, that's where a, for us, maybe space. store of
1: value or then all these other tools that then blockchain itself, even taking the crypto out of the conversation can facilitate with uh, the, the non-fungible and the trusted platform and like mm-hmm. everything that blockchain creates from a business transaction opportunity. Mm-hmm. Curious, you said something earlier just to circle back when Ethereum mm-hmm. came on the scene and how that facilitated probably unprecedented in history the ability to create uh, at an uh, like just unbridled (laughs) uh, rate what about what's happening with Ethereum right now because they're moving it's their 2.0 right are they moving from is it proof of stake to proof of work or the other way around
0: uh it's it's proof of work to proof of stake. okay thank you okay i I knew i i had
1: the acronyms i just didn't know which direction i didn't know which direction i just turned around
0: well that's why i'm here uh so uh, that's why i have a professional on the line absolutely yes yes (laughs) Hopefully I can uh, be professional, but yeah. So no, so they've done that already. So the merge has, has happened. It was yep. called the merge. So they trans they transitioned. It was a huge undertaking. Not like to make years. it sound any
1: more sci fi at all, right? The merge, no, the merge.
0: I know, I know. I just watched I love Tron it. the other night with my son. Tron, the second one. It came yep. out in 2010, and uh, I don't know. He's really interested in computers, and yeah. Anyway, Tron in the 80s, man. They they were for. I was going to say I might uh, that
1: might be one of those ones I go back and rewatch, but yeah, it's on should. my list. Yeah, yeah okay. it's
0: good. Uh, anyway, and the sequel's not bad. Um, so. But, um... Yeah. So the the, um, sorry, what were we talking about? The merge. So I'm curious about the
1: the merge now happening, what that's going to facilitate. Will it be Uh, similar or precedented to what happened before when Ethereum came on the scene to to solve a problem in a different way than Bitcoin was solving at the time, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess they've so they've changed the way fundamentally that transactions are verified now on the network. Uh, I've so um, arguably it's more centralized now. So Ethereum used to be decentralized. There used to be miners, like thousands and thousands of miners working around the globe, trying to solve the, um, you know, the, the, the cryptographic uh, problems. Uh, and um, that took a lot of manpower, obviously now, and, and different, you know, computers working simultaneously 24 seven. Now we have a few centralized entities that are the stakers. So they're, um, they're holding large amounts of the currency and the algorithm uh, is, is, is structured. So that it it um, uh, you know g- g- gives more um, of a of a preference to. Stakers who hold more of the asset, right? Because they have more. The they have
1: more to lose if they correct. fudge or do something incorrect, right? That's kind that's of how right. that works. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. They're, yeah. they're, they're putting more up to prove that they're going to. It that's doesn't right. it doesn't pay for them to falsify a transaction.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't. No, no. So there's yeah. There's like uh, you know they, every all I love this. All of it's like uh, you know there's there's an element of game theory, but <laughs> the criticism though I think with Ethereum, well, there's a few criticisms. There's been criticism over the years, but I think it's it's arguably. More more, more centralized now um, and so you know the, the question always on the minds of 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 builders and developers is like isn't is the coin a security right is is what we are facilitating the trading in a security or is it a commodity um, you know and so I think that's that's an open question I think that that's an issue that's being decided right now on several fronts in the. US um, and like for example there's the SEC action against ripple uh, for X the X uh, xrp I think the outcome of that might might be relevant to how um ether is classified in the US because what, what's
1: the timeline that feels like it's been dragging on forever which it's i know been, the, t- these things do take forever
0: <laughs> yeah you know what i honestly i don't know i think they're i i mean yeah when when something goes to court it can take years Years to resolve especially in the us and especially when it's something this big and when there's you know this much money involved so i i don't know where they're at i i think they're probably yeah i close to concluding it but um they might settle still i think there's still a, a chance to settle but um you know i ethereum did a lot of the same things as as ripple did in the early days when ripple launched its xrp tokens so um you know the 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 concern i think is that if if ultimately there's a decision that, that that's in favor of the sec that you know ripple has been orchestrating this massive unregistered securities offering of xrp i don't know why logically the same reasoning wouldn't be applied to ethereum in the way that it um, structured its affairs in the early days because going back to what I said when you know my buddy told me about this this hmm. when Ethereum went when, when there was an ICO for Ether um, they didn't they held an unregistered ICO which which a lot of companies did I mean we at the time we didn't really have guidance on from the securities regulators on whether or not you know that was considered an offering of securities um, once we did the market kind of dried up pretty quickly um, and and we would advise clients not to, not to raise money that way but um yeah so it's interesting we'll see but but i don't i mean ethereum look it's done a lot it's a huge project it's it's so complicated like we underestimate how complicated it is there are literally like dozens of teams that are specialized in like the most you know innocuous specialized area of ethereum like i don't <laughs> there's so much i don't understand about about the the technology, there, there's some lawyers in Canada who are crypto lawyers who are like like Addison Cameron Huff who are in Toronto. Great guy. He is far more tech savvy than I am. But the, so I like on a tech a technical level, it's very complicated. But it's it's a huge project, and so mm-hmm. like it's not going away. And and it's like the jackknife of crypto. I mean, there's all these different projects you can yeah you know you can that are all tied to it. that. Yeah, it is. It, a to it. it's a
1: force multiplier based on the role it, it is. plays as this foundational
0: uh, That's platform. Right. Yeah, the yeah. Ethereum virtual machine, right? The EVM. There's so many projects that are based on that, but we're seeing now different variations, the like layer two and, and um, mm-hmm. blockchains, which can scale a lot uh, uh, larger and, and, and they're faster. So, you know, essentially it means that consumers um, can can make transactions quicker so they don't have to wait um, as long, right? To confirm transactions. Yeah, so seconds, can, not minutes. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what happens. I think like um, Matic is a project, project polygon and yep. the Matic token. It's associated with you know Starbucks, a lot of like real world companies. So that's going to be interesting to see um in the next few years, like which coins are are um you know adopted by real world you know Fortune five hundred companies. I think we're gonna be seeing more of that. And
1: that's where you get to see that um, adopt that adoption because they've yeah. already got the user base that already trust them. Right. right? Mm, yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. It all I comes back, back to wait, trust yeah, it all comes back to trust. You know, almost ten years in this in this industry, I just I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. It's like <laughs> I come to work and it's always like a thrill, right? Seeing what's like <laughs> in my awesome, inbox. Man. That's great. <laughs> what, what's in the news? Like you know, on on Google News in the morning when I'm having my coffee, it's like what's next. And you know, it's not all doom and gloom. There there are a lot of positive yeah. things, um, and and they'll come in really like I think change. Uh, driven by blockchain will come in you know um, in areas that we we don't fully appreciate but we won't even realize that the change is happening like a lot of projects don't even advertise that they're using blockchain but they are and and we kind of find out later and and i think a lot of stuff is happening behind the scenes Mm. and we'll see um you know more and more adoption of blockchain as as the years go by and i think like something like our provincial land title registry in alberta could definitely um you know benefit from heard. I've heard that I've heard digitized. that, be- I've heard like that said crazy. before yeah yeah, mm-hmm. like that's an example of something that I think needs to be overhauled completely. Uh, like I'm looking at the registry office right now for my office and it's literally <laughs> there's people like manually checking uh, forms and everything and it's just it it seems like that we
1: could that, better. That, that begs the there's got to be a better way question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: be a better way there is a better there way, is a better but way like, there's, but, a, better but there's way. a lot you know there's of course of course I, I think of course yeah a lot of interest <laughs> in keeping the system the way it is although uh, yeah it, it's it's it, it, when, when you understand how i guess um you know databases can uh, can be digitized and think we, we can think processes can be made more efficient with blockchain when you understand and see examples of that and then see an example of like you know this this old old school institution this monolith that's been around for decades it's like that area that department is right for for, for change from, like we, the, 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 they should like our land title registry system in Alberta is not digitized that's crazy anyway it,
1: some we, uh the word institution often often implies self-protection or self uh you yes.
0: know what I mean it, it, interesting it,
1: yeah it, yes it yeah. sometimes does now I'm getting a bit philosophical yeah I didn't know so, that but hey no, that I have <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my the word institution I immediately hmm, makes me cringe a little bit gives me a twitch I know. um uh price predictions got any uh <laughs> it's like yeah. what, 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 what 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 do you see okay, what what's the, here's back here's to that crystal ball you don't have Matt I don't
0: Adam O'Brien would love this and, okay. and you know, same with Dave I'll send Bradley. it to him and tell
1: him to listen right to the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I would buy Bitcoin. Um, I think Bitcoin is, it, it, I'm like, you know, just t- t- full disclosure. I, I buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy it through Bitcoin ETFs. Um, like the three, oh, okay. the Bitcoin yeah. fund purpose investments. Um, I, but I would buy Bitcoin. I think the um, that is an asset. It's, it's got legs. It's, 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 it's just the, the, the technology underpinning it is solid; it's been time tested. Um, the developers working on Bitcoin right now—they're they're some of the brightest minds in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. I really believe that Bitcoin. If, if anyone wants to buy crypto, you know, buy Bitcoin first. I mean, I'm Bitcoin Burgoyne. I'm a little biased. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm agnostic though. Like honestly, with other projects, I'm not. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a Bitcoin maximalist, but I do strongly believe um in in bitcoin so if you're going to buy crypto buy bitcoin buy it on a regulated canadian crypto exchange hmm. you know buy it take it off the exchange uh a wallet put it on your own wallet on your hardware wallet or your software wallet on your phone but i i think the price is eventually going to go back up i, I really believe that well, I mean, the
1: cycle in th- the history would certainly you have to look at it it's pretty yeah. It, w- it would lend to ha- something very different would have to happen for it not to fall, and I know that's always the risk. Yes. Like, oh, it's done it before; it'll do it again. Yeah. There, there, this is historically what has happened, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to take a long time, though. I think it's going to be we're going to be in a winter for a while. I think it's going to take yeah, probably I've, a year I've, or I've even two. I've yeah. heard one to two years. Yeah, for yeah, sure. one to two years. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, and and like you said, like look at projects, look at different, like you know, Polygon. Look at projects. If you want to buy a token attributed with or associated with the project, great. Just understand. Like you said, like what, how it's making money, what its use case is, what problem is it trying to solve? Is it, is it a, is it a solution in search of a problem? Right. Which is sometimes an issue. (laughs) Technology is famous for that in
1: general, right? Oh, I know. i got amazing tech. Let's go do. And also like, I'll be blunt. Like I, Put in a little bit of money. Don't put in all the money. Like play around, learn. Money. No, like, seriously. <laughs>
0: like you've got like other things, right? We've got <laughs> we've got real estate. We've got like you know gold. We've got stocks. We've got portfolio theory. Portfolio
1: diversification is a real thing.
0: Well, yeah. Like people back it's,
1: to it's, 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 it's a sure it's, thing. I'm going to make out yes. like I'm going to. This is my this is my you know put it all on bread kind of strategy. That's a bad strategy in any investing uh, world. Any I think.
0: investing world. But
1: yeah. I've also through <laughs> remember first time in Vegas standing with my buddy watching the. crowd. Table eventually, he's like, Dude, you're not going to learn if you don't play, so put in your <laughs> 50 bucks and just play with me, and we'll true. have fun. We true. had a blast, and I I, yeah. lo- I gained 50, I lost 50, I made 100, Who I cares? lost 200, whatever. You but know, I wasn't learning yeah. a damn thing standing there watching him play. <laughs> no,
0: no, and lawyers, if there's any lawyers listening, like if you want to become a crypto lawyer, buy, spend, waste a few hundred dollars, like get <laughs> to- on it totally decks, yeah, right, yeah. like learn how to do it. Edu- so education
1: always do- costs, it just shows up differently when it you just, invest in that's something. Right. That's the and theory doesn't I took. It to be a lot,
0: it can be a few hundred bucks, right? Like, I've blown you know. 500 bucks over the years on just figuring out how to use uh, you know, conduit how to use different yeah di- di- different uh, platforms so um, I, I, yeah, agree I know with it's, that. <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting yeah yeah Matt um, that
1: was a fantastic conversation I love it went down so oh, many twists you. and turns but I think we I, I think we pulled a theme all the way through right to the end I think
0: we did we did uh, it, was, uh, it, was it was great a pleasure uh, speaking uh, with you yeah I had thanks, a lot Matt. of fun thank you yeah, I, 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 I
1: love it I do these things selfishly I get to learn and talk to so many smart people and then I got an audience that likes to listen so it's a winner
0: I'm envious I very Thank you, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank you. I, 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 preci- I
1: appreciate the feedback. Um, yeah. Hey, what's the best way? Obviously, uh, there's a million ways of everyone to get a hold. What's your preferred? Yeah. How, what do okay, you like so people to reach like out on? E-
0: send me an email, always. Yeah. So okay. it's M- M- You can just Google uh, my name and Osler's, M- Burgoyne at osler.com. Um, do you own Matt, Bitcoin?
1: Bitcoinburgoyne.com bur- or anywhere? You do? Okay, good. Uh, no, I don't. No, sorry, I don't. <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't. I should. It's probably already taken. Now it's going to be. Taken,
1: yeah, I know. Someone's like right away. Hey, I'll sell you that for one I'll sell you that for one Bitcoin. got this
0: domain name. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> One of my buddies, uh, Stu Hogner, who's like a, a legend in the industry, a lawyer in Canada, he, he he got the Twitter handle, Bitcoin Lawyer, like before anyone else years ago. Canadian Lawyer. Now, anyway, everyone wants that handle.
1: Great handle. I, I love um, it. Back to the world yeah. when everyone was grabbing all these URLs, like that's still relevant, but you got to get in I right away at the right platform. I know. I know too um, many guys that own a, a million URLs for things that have never been worth <laughs> a damn penny. <many.
0: laughs> yeah, yeah. You can also reach me at Burgoyne Matt on Twitter. Okay. Um, so I, I do, and, and on LinkedIn. Uh, Fantastic! Yeah, yeah so. I know you were quick,
1: and you and I. Yeah, again, I joke. I used to be like, "How do you get a hold of it? everybody?" Knows, but what's our preferred? Because don't you yeah. find like you've got a LinkedIn conversation a with one ways. person, you've got an email chat with somebody else, you've yeah. got a WhatsApp chat going on. I prefer year.
0: email. I'm an old school that way. I, I do. I if just, you send me an email, I will like, get back to
1: you. I guess 100. I will get back yeah. to you.
0: Telegram yeah. or Telegram? Not you're probably not going to get a response for a while. Although I do check it now now and then. Um, LinkedIn, I'm not great at responding, so I'm I'm going to be most timely if you just send me an email.
1: More people are starting okay. to use yeah. LinkedIn i'm starting to notice like i'm getting I all know, these chat windows open and For then if you, and if you forget too. people go geez, I I g- you haven't got back to me. I'm like, yeah, I was like, sorry. I wasn't I, checking my LinkedIn check. messenger like, five times everything. a day. I know, I
0: know. <laughs> I know. And for important things too, like it, it, I tell even telegram. Not, like not the, like, yeah, telegram not the let's like, grab a beer. That's a different no, message. No, than but I've like got I've got, got this here. problem and I need your, <laughs> your advice. And it's like sitting there for a week. I'm like, I don't check this every day. So just please are, we are, Yeah.
1: How do you have, consolidation is a whole other conversation. We'll have to, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. That was a blast. Thank you, my friend for coming on. I had fun. I loved it, and uh, we will we will connect again soon. You're now you you become my default expert, so I will be calling you. I'll be telegramming you in the future.
0: (laughs) I'd I'd love to be on in the future. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and uh, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, man.